Page one of the Adventures of Master F. J. by George Gascoigne. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Note Q one begins thus A discourse of the adventures passed by Master F. J. H. W. to the reader. In August last past, my familiar friend Master G. T. bestowed upon me the reading of a written book wherein he had collected diverse discourses and verses invented upon sundry occasions by sundry gentlemen in mine opinion right commendable for their capacity and herewithal my said friend charged me that i should use them only for mine own particular commodity and eftsoons safely deliver the original copy to him again wherein i must confess myself but half a merchant for the copy unto him I have safely re-delivered. But the work, for I thought it worthy to be published, I have entreated my friend A. B. to imprint, as one that thought better to please a number by common commodity than to feed the humour of any private person by needless singularity. This I have adventured, for thy contentation, learned reader, and further have presumed of myself to christen it by the name of a hundred sundry flowers in which poetical poesy are set forth many trifling fantasies humoral passions and strange affects of a lover and therein although the wiser sort would turn over the leaf as a thing altogether fruitless yet i myself have reaped this commodity to sit and smile at the fond devices of such as have enchained themselves in the golden fetters of fantasy and having bereaved themselves to the whole world do yet conjecture that they walk unseen in a net some other things you may also find in this book which are as void of vanity as the first are lame for government and i must confess that what to laugh at the one and what to learn by the other i have contrary to the charge of my said friend g t procured for these trifles this day of publication whereat if the authors only repine and the number of other learned minds be thankful i may then boast to have gained a bushel of goodwill in exchange for one pint of peevish collar but if it fall out contrary to expectation that the readers judgments agree not with mine opinion in their commendations i may then unless their courtesies supply my want of discretion with loss of some labour account also the loss of my familiar friends in doubt whereof i cover all our names and refer you to the well-written letter of my friend g t next following whereby you may more at large consider of these occasions and so i commend the praise of other men's travails together with the pardon of mine own rashness unto the well-willing minds of discreet readers from my lodging near the strand the twentieth of january fifteen seventy two h w the letter of g t to his very friend h w concerning this work remembering the late conference passed between us in my lodging and how you seemed to esteem some pamphlets which i did then show unto you far above their worth in skill i did straightway conclude the same your judgment to proceed of two especial causes one and principal the steadfast good will which you have ever hitherto sithens our first familiarity borne towards me another of no less weight 
the exceeding zeal and favour that you bear to good letters the which i agree with you do not less bloom and appear in pleasant ditties or compendious sonnets devised by green youthful capacities than they do fruitfully flourish unto perfection in the riper works of grave and grey-haired writers for as in the last the younger sort may make a mirror of perfect life so in the first the most frosty bearded philosopher may take just occasion of honest recreation not altogether without wholesome lessons tending to the reformation of manners for who doubteth but that poets in their most feigned fables and imaginations have metaphorically set forth unto us the right rewards of virtues and the due punishments for vices marry indeed i may not compare pamphlets unto poems neither yet may justly advant for our native countrymen that they have in their verses hitherto translations excepted delivered unto us any such notable volume as have been by poets of antiquity left unto the posterity and the more pity that amongst so many toward wits no one hath been hitherto encouraged to follow the trace of that worthy and famous knight sir geoffrey chaucer and after many pretty devises spent in youth for the obtaining a worthless victory might consume and consummate his age in describing the right pathway to perfect felicity with the due preservation of the same the which although some may judge over grave a subject to be handled in style metrical yet for that i have found in the verses of eloquent latinists learned greeks and pleasant italians sundry directions whereby a man may be guided toward the attaining of that unspeakable treasure i have thus far lamented that our countrymen have chosen rather to win a passover praise by the wanton penning of a few loving lays than to gain immortal fame by the clerkly handling of so profitable a theme for if quickness of invention proper vocables apt epithets and store of monosyllables may help a pleasant brain to be crowned with laurel i doubt not but both our countrymen and country language might be enthronized among the old four-leaders unto the mount helicon but now let me return to my first purpose for i have wandered somewhat beside the path and yet not clean out of the way i have thought good i say to present you with this written book wherein you shall find a number of sonnets lays letters ballads rondelays verlays and verses the works of your friend and mine master f j and divers others the which when i had with long travail confusedly gathered together i thought it then opera pressium to reduce them into some good order the which i have done according to my barren skill in this written book commending it unto you to read and to peruse and desiring you as i only do adventure thus to participate the sight thereof unto your former good will even so that you will by no means make the same common but after your own recreation taken therein that you will safely re-deliver unto me the original copy for otherwise i shall not only provoke all the authors to be offended with me but further shall lose the opportunity of a greater matter half and more granted unto me already by the willing consent of one of them and to be plain with you my friend he hath written which as far as i can learn 
did never yet come to the reading or perusing of any man but himself two notable works the one called the sundry lots of love the other of his own invention entitled the climbing of an eagle's nest these things and especially the latter doth seem by the name to be a work worthy the reading and the rather i judge so because his fantasy is so occupied in the same as that contrary to his wonted use he hath hitherto withheld it from sight of any his familiars until it is finished you may guess him by his nature and therefore i require your secrecy herein lest if he hear the contrary we shall not be able by any means to procure these others at his hands so fare you well from my chamber this tenth of august fifteen seventy two yours or not his own g t end of note the pleasant fable of ferdinando Geronimi and leonora de valesco translated out of the italian riding tales of bartello in the pleasant country of lombardy and not far from the city of florence there was dwelling sometimes a lord of many rich seigneuries and dominions who nevertheless bear his name of the castle of valesco this lord had only one son and two daughters his son was called during the life of his father the heir of valesco who married a fair gentlewoman of the house of bellavista named leonora the elder daughter of the lord of valesco and called francicina a young woman very toward both in capacity and other active qualities now the lord of valesco having already married his son and heir and himself drawing in age was desirous to see his daughters also bestowed before his death and especially the eldest who both for beauty and ripeness of age might often put him in remembrance that she was a collop of his own flesh and therefore sought means to draw unto the house ferdinando Geronimi, a young gentleman of venice who delighting more in hawking hunting and other such pastimes than he did in study had left his own house in venice and was coming into lombardy to take the pleasures of the country so that the lord of valesco knowing him to be of a very good parentage and therewithal not only rich but adorned with sundry good qualities was desirous as is said to draw him home to his house under pretence of hunting and hawking to the end he might behold his fair daughter francicina who both for parentage and other worldly respects might no less content his mind than her beauty was likely to have allured his liking but it fell out far contrary to his desire for ferdinando Geronimi, beholding the lady leonora who was indeed very fair and of a very court-like behaviour became enamoured of her and forgetting the courtesy that the lord of valesco had showed him in entertaining him and his servants with their horses by the space of four months which is a rare courtesy nowadays and especially in such a country he sought all means possible to make the heir of valesco a becco and to the end that all men may perceive what fruits grow on such trees and what issues come of such intents i will set down in english the fable as it is written in italian by bartello and because i do suppose that leonora is the same name which we call eleanor in english and that francicina also doth import none other than francis 
I will so entitle them as to our own countrymen may be most perspicuous. Understand you then that Ferdinando, having now a hot affection unto the said dame Eleanor, and thinking it meeter to utter his first conceits in writing than in speech, did write unto her as followeth. End of page one.